mammoth stuck in your teeth. In this way, we can poke fun at all of humanity. So what's more fun than that? Aliens don't have a crack in their ass. You know, you are the Ronnie Lot of this podcast. I have a very funny, quick story about my left pinky. And the fact that we can change the weather with a flick of a wrist. So there's a thin layer of ice on top of it. You can almost ice skate. Hello, everybody. We're hippin', boppin', joppin', coppin', loppin', and stompin' right into your ears. This is yet another edition of Smart Drivel with your hosts, Kurt Schneider. And John Ellen Paul. I thought you were going to say stopping at the end, and that would have been the end of the podcast. Yeah, we would have been finished. So the idea for today is, if aliens from other planets, which I firmly believe in... That's probably definitional from other planets. ...looked down at us and said, what the hell are these guys doing? What are they laughing out loud that we humans are doing that they think is just roll on their stomachs if they have stomachs, laughing their asses off if they have asses? So what is that? Well, I think that's a great topic because normally we poke fun at each other during the podcast. And this way we can poke fun at all of humanity. So what's more fun than that? So I was talking to a friend of ours yesterday on the phone to get us kicked off here. And she was laying out in the sun, sunbathing. And I think that is an excellent example of what, a, what an alien would laugh at humans for doing. We're basically exposing our skin to the nearest star so that we can prematurely age and damage our skin, which is a pretty important organ from what I understand. So human vanity and our need to tan ourselves at the expense of our long-term health is something that I believe aliens would laugh at us for doing. Unless, John, unless they <laughs> saw that it was necessary for the procreation and the continuation of the species. In this case... Do so you think if people were not tanned, they'd be less sexually attracted uh, to one another I'm and not therefore less that, likely to procreate? That could be an argument. That's exactly right. Do you think there's procreation that takes place during the winter? In North America or in Southern Hemisphere? It doesn't matter. They both have winters. Yes. Ooh, yeah, you're right. I do. How about mullets? You think that's sustaining this, the species? I think that probably runs counter to your argument about procreation. Although in parts of the world, I'm sure the mullet is celebrated as the haircut of choice. And jorts, of course. Uh, I don't know what jorts are. Is that like shorts with a... Jean what? shorts, John. Jean shorts. Shorts. I know what a spork is, a spoon and a fork. Yeah. And there are skorts where a skirt is actually shorts, but I had not heard of jorts. Well, I think okay. um, aliens would have had fun with that conversation. In podcast past, we've talked about girdles and corsets, also done for vanity, which I think they would laugh at that we would. How about women with stiletto heels? I mean, I would think they, they would laugh that we're doing this. Well, I think we are willing to do things to our bodies, even though they come at a real cost whether it's immediate cost of discomfort or long-term costs, loss of ankle flexion and danger as an elderly person, or of course, skin damage. So I think one of the things they would laugh at us for, Kurt, that relates to this is our apparent inability to think long-term and factor in long-term consequences to the decisions we make today. It's easy to put on stilettos. In fact, I've seen you do it without thinking about how that's going to affect your balance and ability to avoid falling over when you're elderly. How about doctors who smoke? And for that matter, how about anybody that smokes? So 
We have a lot of evidence that smoking is really bad for your health, yet 20% of the population or so still smokes. We don't get this concept of long-term consequences so easily, and we don't get the concept of compounding. And compounding effect of cigarette after cigarette can build into a pretty bad outcome just like the compounding of saving money can lead to a pretty good outcome. But we don't get it. It's why our brains can't wrap around the fact that if you took a penny and doubled it every day for a month, you'd start with a penny and end with like $6 million. I thought you meant physically double. It'd be like a manhole cover by the end of a month. It would be huge. So you're talking about them laughing at us for the stuff that we poor humans do for our vanity, which we've done. And I'm sure they've laughed at us since the beginning of time when we would put a saucer in our lip to make it bigger or a bone in our nose to make it more attractive. So I don't think this is something that humans are going to stop doing. I think they're just finding different ways to do it. And I do think that aliens being superior to us would laugh at that. I think a lot of people think of themselves as rational, but I don't think humans are terribly rational. If you think about how our brain works, all of our decision-making takes place, not in our frontal lobe, but in our limbic system. And the limbic system is basically governed by emotions. It can't even process language. We think of ourselves as making rational choices. The reality is we're quite irrational and we are emotional creatures. And we make a lot of decisions to satisfy our emotional needs in the short term. I, I think that's, do. I think being human, you're probably going to be subject to that. Let's have a little fun with this. Because I bet you our audience is... For the are... record, I was actually having fun, but okay. <laughs> Boy, remind me to hang out with you more often talking about the limbic system or whatever the hell it is. This is called smart drivel. <laughs> if it were called drivel drivel, we'd have to skip the limbic system. That's because I'm sure our listeners, and one thing we all like to do when we listen to podcasts or is think about the topic and what would they want to, how would you add to it? So what are silly habits? Silly, silly habits that humans do that these aliens would laugh at. Let's come up with some. Okay, how about sitting with our pants down a bit, sitting on the photocopier machine and taking a picture of our ass? That's a fun little silly thing. Is that more fun for you, Kurt? Is that more fun than talking about the limbic system, Kurt? Much more fun. And I'm just thinking, I don't think the aliens are laughing at that. I think the aliens are thinking, why didn't I think about that? Except aliens don't have a crack in their ass. So when they do it, it just looks like a flat. Okay, but we, with the truth is we take photocopies of other body parts as well. It was sort of a precursor to selfies. Tell me what body parts you have put on the photocopier that made a photocopy of. Uh, Let me say that differently. Tell me a body part. I don't need a full accounting. My left pinky. And what was the motivation behind that? Because that seems strange. Well, I, I have a very funny, quick story about my left pinky. Excellent. So I played football in college and... My freshman well, I'm year, sorry, on the you team. were on the football team in college, Kurt. My sophomore year, I was on the team. I actually did some playing my freshman. Ah, uh, my bad. So, uh, because we had to play freshmen back then, so you played other freshmen in other schools. There was no, you weren't on the varsity. Anyway, I broke my pinky, and or I did something to it, and the trainer said to me, "Listen," and I was a freshman. I'd been around there for like a month. Go into the trainer at the athletic facility, and you need to whirlpool your pinky. <laughs> so I went in there as a freshman and I get to the whirlpool and two huge senior offensive linemen are sitting in the tub, totally submerged with their knees in there. I stood on the outside and put my <laughs> for about three minutes till they both looked at me. And then I said, you know what? I'll keep the deformity <laughs> for permanent. And so then I Xeroxed it to see what it looked like. 
a perfect example that you were willing to sacrifice the long-term direction of your pinky because of the uh, discomfort and embarrassment of soaking a tiny inconsequential body part while these big people were submerging their entire bodies. Remember Ronnie Lott, the defensive back for the 49ers? He made a rather famous decision, which I don't know if he regrets today or not. He does. But yeah, in the playoffs one year, he badly damaged the tip of his finger and he was either going to need surgery and miss the rest of the postseason and perhaps Super Bowl, or he could have the tip of his finger amputated and he'd be able to play on. As you might expect, he had the tip of his finger amputated for the rest of his life. But he played on and they won, so good for him. Okay, so you basically made the, you know, you are the Ronnie Lot of this podcast. You sacrificed the health of your pinky yeah. for the greater good. Yeah, I show it to you, but we're on a podcast and you can't really see it. You know what, so let me ask you a question. How do you think our alien friends would, what do you think they would think of Halloween? I think that's a great Great one. I think dressing up and going to people's doors and knocking and basically holding them up for food, I think they would think <laughs> I would think they would think it's awesome. They would right. not laugh at that, John. But you know what they would laugh at? Snow globes. What's with our fascination with snow globes? Why what's I, I don't know that they would find that so funny. I think it's um I think they're beautiful. But, and the fact that we can change the weather with a flick of a wrist. But a lot of times they are cityscapes of cities that never see the snow. Well, that's just irony. But yes, that would be, we're not the most practical sorts, but we will do almost anything for our entertainment or to earn a dollar. Yodeling. All right. No, I don't think all human expression is. I think they'd laugh at yodeling, not the others. They're very particular. What do you think they would think of the Ricola commercial? (laughs) Ricola. They would not like that. They would laugh. They would think it's funny, actually. Kurt, do you know what triskaidekaphobia is? Of course I do. It's a fear of triscuits. Ah, you know what? That is the the number two definition at Merriam-Webster, but the primary definition is fear of the number 13. What do you think aliens would think of our deep fear in this culture of the number 13 to the point that we actually skip the 13th floor in tall buildings? What's up with that? Well, do you even know what's problematic about the number 13? I don't think I do. Well, it's I know what's problematic about Friday the 13th. You know the etymology of that, right? I do not know the background. You've heard of the Knights Templar. I have. So the Knights Templar, their job in the beginning was to be bodyguards of the pilgrims going to the ancient, going to Jerusalem. And then they got involved in the Crusades and tons of battles, and they ended up becoming incredibly wealthy because either they would charge money to take people there, but also the idea was they were sitting on many different relics, et cetera, and they became the number one bankers in all of Europe. Bankers, incredibly wealthy and incredibly powerful. The problem was because they were so powerful, they did not answer to any specific state or person. So two people got together, the Pope and one of the King Philips in France. And one day in the fall on a Friday the 13th, without telling anyone, well, without making it public, they went, the Pope and and King Philip together, sent their people out and murdered all of the Knights Templar on Friday the 13th. Wow. It's kind of like the Valentine's Day massacre. Al Capone. uh, Al Capone in Chicago, except not in some ways. But yes, in some ways, too. So superstitions, I think they would laugh at superstitions, John. Give me some other ones. All right. So do you know, obviously, Friday the 13th, 
I don't know how it got from the Pope and the Knights Templar to being something feared in, I don't know in how many countries it is, but it's certainly a big deal in the U.S. The equivalent of Friday the 13th in Spain is actually Tuesday the 13th. And the reason for that is Tuesday in Spanish is Martes, which comes from the Roman god Mars. And as you probably know, the Roman god Mars was the god of war. And they associate Tuesday the 13th with violence, death, and bloodshed. Not a great bunch of brand attributes from where you and I come from. And do you know what number is considered unlucky and to be avoided at all costs in China? Seven. Actually, the number four. Ah. And the reason it's considered unlucky, and they go so far as to avoid the number four when they're numbering their floors, is it sounds similar to the Chinese word for death. So they avoid the number four. You know, I was just thinking, when you're talking about numbers, do you know where the expression 23 skidoo comes from? No, in fact, I I don't actually know the expression 23 skidoo. 23 skidoo, you know what? That would have been perfect for our words gone by. It was big in New York in the 50s, 60s. It was 23 skidoo with something that would fly away and go. And it was cool. It's because when New York was building all their skyscrapers, 23rd Street in New York on either side was canyonic almost. And is that really a word? Sure. Because that's a beautiful thing. Canyonic. canyonic. And wind would come whipping down and it would go raise the women's skirts. And so you would 23 skidoo. We're going to have a good time tonight. Um, that's a great story. I have never heard the expression or the story behind it. Yeah, I want to acknowledge that I think the word canyonic might be, if indeed it is a word, the greatest word used in smart drivel to this point, canyonic. And if wow. it were not a word, it should be. Our fact checkers are going to definitely double check on that one. And you can check us online at smart drivel on Twitter. And what's our Instagram address? Smart, smart drivel. drivel. I was just setting you up there for an easy one, Kurt. We will post the fact check for everybody on the <laughs> word canyonic. How about Poor rabbits get a bad time in, in history and superstition, right? There's a rabbit's foot is supposed to be good luck. It ain't for the rabbit. You also have rabbit, rabbit, you say at the first of the month. I have heard some expressions that involve jackrabbits that is a bit more of a positive aspect of life as a rabbit, but not that this is a family show by any stretch, but I'm not going to say it. You really think kenyonic is a word, Kurt? Yeah. John, do you think moving off of kenyonic? I can't. That's what they're laughing at us for, John. What? We only use 10% of our brain's capacity. You know, that's a very popular belief. You think that's true? Yeah. And you know what the scary thing is? The 10% we do use, we're using it up on Candy Crush and watching reality television. Oh, here you go again with <laughs> your Candy Crush. Although I'm with you on reality TV. Despite that, I want you to know I do watch a fair bit of reality TV. I am a sucker for HGTV. And some Bravo shows. But here is one show that I am sure aliens observing us would be stunned by. And that is, there was a show called I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant about people who did not know they were pregnant until they went into labor. I'm thinking aliens would have a good old time laughing about that, Kurt. I'm laughing about that. Well, you have some alien-like characteristics, so this may be one of them. I think, speaking of which... Aliens would laugh at the fact that we wear socks. <laughs> Their feet would be so tough that it would be unnecessary. And they don't like the tan line. 
What do you think they would think of the act of flossing? <laughs> there is something very prehistoric about flossing. It's because you get like, you know, that's when you get a woolly mammoth stuck in your teeth. You know, the wool part of the mammoth got stuck in their teeth and they had to use something to floss it out. And I think it's something we just have continued to use. My brother once told me, he said, this was 30 years ago. If you're ever waiting to go into an interview and you have something stuck in your teeth, you don't have any floss, reach down to your socks. Good thing we wear them. Grab a piece of string out of your sock and use that to floss. Your brother was definitely a Boy Scout, wasn't he? Yes, very resourceful. So another thing I'd love to hear from our listeners is about this belief that we only use a small part. You use 10% of our brain. There's something about that I find hard to believe. But then again, I could be using a tiny bit of my brain, and that's why it's hard for me to believe. Another hygiene activity that I think aliens would be bemused by is apparently in parts of the world, it is considered bad luck to trim your nails after dark. Why? They be- I don't know why, because and I think superstitions often are don't come with a really good why. But apparently in Turkey, India, and South Korea, they believe that it could lead to premature death. Because it's so dark, you can't see, then you end up eating them on your cereal and choking to death. Can, can we? Do you have anything else they're laughing at? Because I wanted to just shift this conversation. Shift away. I think it's, a, it's, it's, I mean, we've already proven it here. It's very subjective. I think it's whatever we wanted to laugh at humans, we put on the aliens, and that's okay. But what if we went the other way? What if we said, okay, if aliens did come down, what's unique and awesome about this planet? now that they would want to take back and assimilate on their planet? And it's a great question. And I want to go there. I just want to just point out that we will have foreclosed talking about all of the ways in which humans are destructive. We talked about how destructive we are to our bodies. We are also destructive to our fellow earthlings, and we are also destructive to our home planet. And I think just to wrap up that part of the discussion, I think that would blow the minds of our alien observers. That being said... That we have crime, that we murder one another, that we have wars, war, that we loot, that we put CO2 in the air, and that we do... Uh, we're, we're killing our home. Which is that just would, ridiculous, right? That we are that massive, you're that stupid. That being said, let's turn to the brighter side, like you suggested, Kurt. What are some things about human life that an alien observer would go, wow, we should do that too? Do you have one in mind? I think I started with something short, which was... Broadway musicals, because they always bring a tear to my eye, no matter what. When they start singing, I start weeping. I love them. And then I went to the arts in general. When you look at a gorgeous painting by Manet, you can't help but realize, wow, there's something amazing about this. When you listen to Tchaikovsky and you're hearing what's going on with it, you are taken away by it. I think that something in when you're reading something by, you know, Dostoevsky or something actually a lot shorter, I think you probably say, this is amazing. The arts, no, John. Yes, look, I, I'm with you with the arts. I think the arts are beautiful and they can trigger a response in us that's about not only about beauty, but about transcendence and inspiration and joy. So I think our ability to make each other feel wonderful through the arts and provoke thoughts is absolutely a high point of humanity. How do you feel about museums? I like to visit museums as long as I can visit them for not that long. Okay, that's fair. And how do you feel about museums? I love museums. I always have. I've always loved museums. 
In fact, when I was in a young working person in New York City, the company I worked for had free admission to MoMA. And so I would put my Walkman on by myself and I would go walk around the MoMA listening to music and just letting it seep in. And it was moments of pure joy for me. Do you think the aliens have arts of their own? Arts? Oh, I think to be alive, there's some art. Think about cavemen drawings, right? I mean, I think from time immemorial, if you are alive and you have a cognitive sense of being, there will be arts. What are the odds that Kenyonic is really a word? You are stuck on that. I think the (laughs) odds are very high. Here's something I think an alien would absolutely take back to their planet 100% that we have here. Gin martinis. Gin martinis. So what makes you think that aliens don't have something? The best Dorito of the bunch by far, which is something we could talk about for a long time. That'd be another great thing to hear from our listeners about their favorite flavor of Doritos. I am all in. Apparently you are as well on Cool Ranch Doritos. I bet you that's a taste and a texture and a mouthfeel that they don't have in alien worlds. Here's the, I agree with you. Here's the challenge. Over time, you know, they were first introduced in about 1986. Over time, they've become less coolie and less ranchy. I think they're spraying less on the old chip. But anyway, I think gin martini is the perfect cocktail, the perfect drink. And I think they would look at that and say, okay, how do you prepare it? Oh, you keep the glass in the freezer so it's cold and the gin? Got it. Oh, you take the gin and you shake it in a sterling silver cocktail shaker with a little bit of vermouth. And when you shake it, it breaks up the bruises and breaks up the juniper in the gin. And then you pour it real slow. And so there's a thin layer of ice on top of it. You could almost ice skate. And then you put in a lemon twist. Oh my goodness, John, we better wrap up soon because I think it's- Let me ask you a question. How many gin martinis have you had today? None, but I, you know, I'm now me and all of our listeners are very excited to go have one. Well, I will tell you something that uh, that you may find disturbing after that gin martini riff, which I thought was punctuated beautifully by the, you could almost skate on top because that's a thing. I prefer vodka martinis. Oh my God. I am a heathen in your world. No, but there are people like you and that's okay. Do you know one of the best lines in Hollywood? These two actors were in a movie and they were doing something either in the rain scene or a water scene. And it came out and they said, what do you want to do? And the man said to the woman, let's get out of these wet clothes into a dry martini. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Do you know what hey. Dorothy Parker used to say about a martini? Please. You know who Dorothy Parker was? In 1920s, she was part of the Algonquin Round Table, one of the founders of New Yorker magazine. She was a pundit and a writer. And she said, I love a martini, two at the most. For three, I'm under the table. And four, I'm under my host. Yeah. <laughs> you know a lot about martinis, Kurt. I do. I do. I certainly do. How old were you when you had your first martini, Kurt? I don't know, probably 16, 17. Uh, no, it, sorry, this is a family show. 21. Kurt, this is most definitely not a family ah. show. We didn't even have a chance to touch on things like plastic surgery and things like that. How old were you when you had your calf enhancement surgery? I'm still waiting. I'm on a wait list. And if okay. you've seen my legs, you know I'm not, not waiting for a donor, I hope. <laughs> I am. That's not how that works. I'm waiting. So 
May I close by sharing one of the most surprising things about humanity, according to the Dalai Lama? Please, I am all ears. Now, while the Dalai Lama is most certainly not an alien, I think his lifestyle is sufficiently different than most of ours, that it's not an unfair perspective for him to have. He was once asked what surprised him most about humanity, and he said, man is what surprises me most because he sacrifices his health in order to make money. And then he sacrifices money to recuperate his health, the Dalai Lama. Very. All right. Let's leave on that because I think the aliens are laughing at us for that. I think you're exactly right. Uh, We will be back next week with a, a new episode of Smart Dribble. Thank you for joining us. And we hope to see you on Twitter and Instagram. Goodbye, all.